Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. In 1866, James Scroggie moved to Newborough, Scotland to do evangelistic work. As he was serving the Lord there, he met a sweet Christian girl named Jane Mitchell. James and Jane fell in love, and in 1868 they married. Over the next seven years, the Scroggies had three children, and evangelist James Scroggie and his family traveled throughout Scotland and England, happily serving the Lord wherever they might be needed. Then, in 1875, everything changed for James and Jane. Their three children, all under the age of five, contracted scarlet fever, and all three of them died. James and Jane were devastated. Jane Scroggie suffered a very difficult depression which she would years later write about in her autobiography titled The Story of a Life in the Love of God. The Scroggies withdrew from ministry work for a while, and they moved to the Isle of Wight in the English Channel, where they would live and heal. Their great heartache ultimately strengthened their faith and drew them closer to the Lord and closer to each other. Before too long, James and Jane Scroggie were ready to go back to work for the Lord, and they were ready to be parents again. In 1877, Jane gave birth to a son. They named him William Graham Scroggie, and they would call him by his middle name, Graham. James and Jane's relationship with Jesus was so genuine and vibrant in their home that it caused their son Graham to grow up saying, I want what they have. That desire led him to put his faith in Christ and to surrender his life to the Lord's service. When Graham Scroggie was 19, he went to London and enrolled in Spurgeon's Pastors College to prepare for the ministry. Four years later, Graham married his wife, Florence, and he became pastor of his first church in Leytonstone, England. That pastorate lasted only two years. The church let him go because of his strong opposition to modernism and worldliness. Losing his church caused Graham to go through a very difficult inner conflict in his 20s. He said later, I was spiritually bankrupt, and I well nigh became a spiritual casualty. He told his wife, I have no message, I have no power, I have no joy, and it will kill me. After spending significant time alone with God, Graham was ready to pastor again. He took a church in Halifax, England. But after two years there, he had to resign because, again, the church did not agree with his scriptural standards of holiness. Graham pastored several other Baptist churches in various places, until in 1916, at 39 years of age, he became the pastor of Charlotte Chapel in Edinburgh, Scotland. He pastored there for 17 years, and under his leadership, the church grew by a thousand people, and they saw 650 people saved and baptized. William Graham Scroggie became the pastor of Spurgeon's Metropolitan Tabernacle in London in 1938 and he continued there until 1944. Those were the World War II years. Three times during that period, the Scroggies' home was hit by bombs, and their church building was destroyed in an air raid. Graham Scroggie was a prominent influence in the Keswick Convention. Keswick was an annual meeting in England, established in 1875, 
for the purpose of helping believers have a more devoted relationship with Christ. Large crowds would gather at Keswick each year to hear godly Christian leaders preach the scriptures, strengthening their faith and leading them forward in personal holiness. In 1950, when Pastor Scroggy was in his 70s, Keswick leaders said that he was indisputably the foremost living Keswick teacher. Pastor Scroggy authored many books, and he was a gifted writer. He wrote commentaries on many books of the Bible, including Joshua, Psalms, Acts, and Romans, as well as titles addressing various topics, such as Method in Prayer and Is the Bible the Word of God? The work that he most gave himself to late in his life was in three volumes, The Unfolding Drama of Redemption. As an author, he's often referred to by the name W. Graham Scroggy. Here's a taste of his writing from his book, The Love Life, 1 Corinthians 13. Love alone is the proof of spiritual life and the touchstone of Christian character. Wherever in the same life you find deep convictions and shallow sympathies, you have the possibility of much unconscious cruelty. It was because Christ saw in outcasts hidden splendors, infinite capabilities lying buried, that he became the friend of publicans and sinners, and this belief in them was a factor in their salvation. Faith possesses the past, hope claims the future, and love rules the present. Faith realizes, hope visualizes, and love vitalizes. Loveless faith may remove mountains from its own path, only to set them down in its brother's path. The greatest thing that can be said about love is that it lasts. The love life is the Christ life. If you invest in a book by W. Graham Scroggy, you'll not be disappointed. Christian, you can draw closer to Christ through the writings of men and women who have known Him. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.